This Wellness Couch podcast is brought to you by The Wellness Breakthrough. Three days and two nights with nine of your favourites from The Wellness Couch all gathering together in Melbourne for one incredible event. We can't wait to see you there. Go to www.thewellnesscouch.com for details. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the balancing magician. <laughs> co-founder of the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hi, Damo. Hi, Marcus. How pumped are you right now? I'm now, pumped. If, if you are the balancing magician, Damo, <sighs> what do we call Stephen Jepson? Is he the balancing god? He, well, he's the ruler <laughs> of the universe. He's like... He's, he is the ruler of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was the ruler of the universe? That was a cartoon, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was, it was Stephen Jepson. Stephen, Stephen thank Jepson. you so much. Um, this is part two of this interview. Stephen, you were talking in the first episode just as we finished up about what people can do to really uh, you know, integrate their left and right in, in order so that they feel more alert and so they actually feel younger. Do you want to maybe give, say, 10 of your favorite exercises that you think people can do to really get more in touch with their younger self? Yes, I will. First of all, when I'm up on stage or in front of an audience, I travel with this big suitcase that has 49 and a half pounds of toys and games and things I've come up with. But before I get into the stuff with the right and left hand, I say to the audience, I say there are some simple things that you can do that are going to have a very, very positive effect on your life and your health. And and the one the number one is to balance on one foot. And and you, I want people to grab a hold of the back of a chair or a table. I don't want anybody saying uh, that they want to sue me because they tried to balance on one foot standing out in the middle of the room and fell over on their bottom. We don't <laughs> want that to happen. So balancing on one foot, but you can do it as you're queued up at the at the. Uh, at the uh, movies, when you're waiting to get into the movies or waiting to get into a sporting event or waiting to get into a bar or a dance hall or anywhere, you can just lift one foot slightly off the ground, which I'm doing right now as I talk to you, one foot slightly off the ground. In fact, should I do the whole new 20 minutes just standing on one foot? Yeah, go for it. Please do. No. <laughs> anyway, anyway, and, so the, and, and both feet, always train the right and from this moment on. Anytime you teach, you learn something new with the right hand, learn something new with the left hand. But so you begin to train your non-dominant, brush your teeth with your non-dominant hand, brush your hair with your non-dominant hand, eat your breakfast with your non-dominant hand. If you can use chopsticks with your right hand or your dominant hand, use chopsticks with your non-dominant hand. And so that's, that's the second thing is to begin from now on. And when you reach for a doorknob, to open a door, rather than reach for it with your dominant hand, reach for your non-dominant hand, and at the same time, say a little, say your little mantra. Anything that you want to get better at or improve at, say I'm a happier person, and open the door with the, your non-dominant or your left hand, whichever happens to be your non-dominant hand. Every time you reach out with your non-dominant hand, say a little, 
say a little mantra to yourself, a little self-affirmation about something you want to get better at. And I'm telling you, both will happen. You'll get better with your left hand, your brain will be enriched, and you'll get better at the thing that you want to be positive about. And the last thing that I've got here is a stand-up desk. And I'm, right now, this whole interview, I'm standing up. I'm walking around. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm a do-stuff kid. I'm the, I'm the do stuff kid. Okay, now we're going to get into some of the actual things when I uh, do my demonstrations. I have a piece of PVC pipe, uh, white that white PVC pipe. I have a piece that's about 18 inches long and about an inch in diameter. And it's cheap. It's real inexpensive. Everything that I use is either free, a found object, or is inexpensive totally. So I have a piece of PVC, and I put a piece of black electrician's tape around one end. And so now I know I, one end is real obvious where the black tape is. So grabbing hold of the black tape, I flip it into the air and catch it on the white end, the end that with no tape. So there I've done a 180-degree flip of that thing. And the first time you do it, you may drop it. Uh, you may drop it. You may drop it a few times. It's only a piece of PVC, and it's almost free at 17 cents a foot or whatever it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and you just do that over and over, the 180-degree turn. Now, holding onto the black end, I throw it into the air and give it a little spin, and I grab the black end. And I do that over and over and over with my right hand, and then I do it over and over with my left hand. Now... To make it a little more difficult, I stand on one foot and flip it end for end. 180 degree flip, 180 degree. Now I go the uh, 360 tur the flip, 360, both hands, right and left hand. Now to make it a little more difficult, I'm standing on one foot. I put a patch over one eye. I continually ratchet up the difficulty. I start out with things that are very, very easy to do. Uh, you, do you know what a plastic cafeteria tray is? Yes. Okay, you've got them there in Australia. You got, so I have people, I, I draw on a plastic, um, I have a plastic cafeteria tray that I use, and I've drawn lines across it, uh, across the middle of both, so they cross in the center and make a, a, a line across the center, and I draw a circle that's about, uh, about uh, oh, 10 inches in diameter uh, in the middle. So now I've got crossed lines and a circle. And sitting down... I have people put a tennis ball on there, and I say to the audience, I say, can you keep the tennis ball on this tray? It's got boundaries. It's got a, it comes up at the edges. So you, everybody says, yes, of course, they can. And so I say, well, now I've got these lines on here. I'm going to follow that. I'm going to roll that tennis ball around on those lines on that TV tray until I get really good. And, and the circle is quite hard, is more difficult to do, the circle. Okay, now. Let's ratchet up the difficulty. Let's stand up and do it standing up. Let's uh, stand on one foot and do it. Let's cover one eye and do it. And, and so another thing that I do is I take marbles, and I pick them up uh, sitting down to begin with, pick up marbles with my right foot, and I drop them in a bowl. And I have, oh, and I have a, a stainless steel bowl. And I say, now, if everybody's real, real quiet, if you're real quiet, you'll be able to hear this. And I pick a marble up, and I drop it from about two feet sitting down into a bowl, <laughs> and it rings like a big bell. And everybody laughs. And, <laughs> and okay, so, 
you guys, you, you guys are quick, good, and so and do and so I have them do it. Pick up marbles with their. They can do this while they're watching TV. Although I don't encourage people to do to watch too much TV, but so then I have them pick up pick up marble with their left foot and drop it in a bowl. Okay, now I have them stand up with their hand on the back of a chair so they don't fall over. Now pick up marbles with your right foot, drop them in a bowl. Pick up marbles with the left foot, drop them in a bowl. Do that repeatedly. Now practice just with your hand just right by the back of that chair so you can grab it, but freestand. Now you're standing on one foot. You pick up marbles with your right foot. You drop them in a the bowl. When that becomes too easy, let's take that bowl and put it up in the seat of a chair. Now it's up about 18 inches off the ground. Now freestanding, pick up a marble, drop it 18 inches. Now when that gets too easy, put the bowl up on the table. And I put the bowl up on the table, and I'm, so I'm doing all this. I'm going through the movements as I'm standing here explaining this to you. When you do this with both feet, and when that becomes too easy, now put a patch over one eye, over your left eye. Oh, uh, you could put it over both eyes if you think you're really good. This is unreal. Oh, awesome. Stephen, yeah. uh, we've... Any, anyway, that, that's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Now let's uh, think of some other things. Oh, I take, I take a board that's, uh, that's uh, uh, 10 inches wide. You're, you're on centimeters, right? Yes. Well, 10 inches is... It's about is, the, it's yeah, about, it's about the width of a hand wide or a little more. Yeah. Uh, the width of a hand wide or a little more. And so I've got up, and it's uh, two feet long. So it's uh, it's ten inches wide and it's two feet long in centimeters. Oh, I don't know worry. exactly. We'll figure it out. That's okay. Two feet's about so 30, it, it, okay. 62 centimeters. So I, and it's and so I make a little ramp. I put a book under one end. Yep. And then and then I'm standing up with my hand on the back of a chair. I don't I don't stand. I I'm always freestanding because I don't need to do. I, I tightrope walk for God's sake. But anyway, <laughs> so, so I, I okay. Awesome. Anyway, I so I pick up. I pick up I pick up a marble with my uh, I pick up a I pick up a marble with my uh, with my right foot and I drop it on this ramp that I've created. It's just a very slight a very slight ramp. I pick up and and the marble rolls very slowly down the ramp. But I'm barefooted and so I catch it before it rolls off the bottom of the ramp with my other foot. So now yeah. I've dropped a marble with my right foot on a ramp, and I quickly reach over and grab and catch it. Now I drop it with my left foot on the ramp, and I reach up and grab it real quickly before it rolls off. I can, I can put a whole bunch of books under there and make this ramp kind of steep. Now, um, Stephen, before you give away all of your secrets, because I want people to see this when you come to Australia. So I'm busting. I don't want you to give it all away because, well, you know, this interview is building momentum and people are going to be so excited when they hear this. But there's other questions people are going to want to ask before they come and see you. And, and some of those things, one of those things is, Obviously, you've got this inspiration. Obviously, you've got motivation. You've got some kind of a purpose, which is all really important. In 100 Not Out, we talk about those three factors as being so important for aging well and aging appropriately. You're reducing the aging process. You're, you know, you're actually getting younger every day because you're doing more and more things, which is amazing. Do you think that food comes into any of this? Are you eating any particular different way than anybody else would be? I... Uh... When I when I do my talk, I tell them that the diet is important, that uh, getting enough sunlight is important, that uh, having friends, being spiritual, macronutrition, micronutrition, that which is what you're talking about right yes, now. Yes. All of those things, all of those things are important. But every medical book I've got, every book I've got on health, every single one says if you can only do one thing for your health, 
is to remain physically Move. active. Yeah. If you, you can you cannot have that great a diet, but if you're real physically active, it it's the, it's the lifesaver. It's yes. the fountain of youth being active. And then if you get enough sleep and enough sunlight and enough and enough good food and have enough friends and that's all lifestyle kind of stuff, that's frosting on the cake. The first thing people need to do is not be sedentary. It's death. Yes. Uh, you're That's on to good it. To hear. That this is good. good. This is good. Now, um, you go, Marcus. You go. Okay. Well, can you, if you're happy to, Stephen, because I know the curious people out there will want to know, just on this food thing, what's breakfast, lunch, and dinner like in the Jepson household? Uh, I got up this morning and I had cold cereal with uh, fresh strawberries, fresh raspberries, fresh blueberries, fresh blackberries. I drink uh, a couple of cups of coffee. I roast coffee. My coffee beans come from all over the world, and I roast my own coffee beans and have for 10 years. And we have a huge garden. I eat a lot of fresh vegetables, um, but I do eat a little bit of meat. I will eat eggs and bacon. I'll eat eggs and bacon uh, two or three times a month. I might eat a hamburger once a month or once every couple of months. Uh, there's nothing I won't eat. I love sushi. I love kimchi. You know what kimchi is? Yeah, kimchi oh, is, yes. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I I eat uh, I eat a variety of foods, but mostly I eat a lot of fresh fruit and a lot of fresh vegetables and uh, fish and uh, all kind just all kinds of I eat everything I, I eat everything moderation is the key but fresh fruits fresh vegetables and and that's it. Yeah, well done. That's good. It's a nice balance. You know, one of the things that's been very refreshing for us in interviewing for the last couple of years, people who are doing a great job at, um, at, living, at living well in their, in their senior years, um, is that diet is so variable, but the, the key thing is purpose, engagement, and exercise. And, and exactly. You're, you're it. Exactly. You're dead on. You're de- in other words, diet, diet is good, but but, but our, just all the things that we can eat today are not as good as what we did as hunter-gatherers, actually. Human beings used to eat a tremendous more variety of stuff on the planet. Yeah. Yeah, we moved it, around more, and we had to move. There was no choice back in the day. We actually had to move to actually live, but these days we don't have to move. Exactly. That's what I say. That's what I, there's food. There's a calorie-rich food on every, on every street corner nearly. Just go, and if you don't have, everybody's got a refrigerator. We used, to, we used to have to move to eat. We no longer have to move to eat, but we have to move to remain healthy and vital and alive. That's so true. That's so true. I suspect that uh, when you were a young boy and your parents tried to cage you up and tie you down, that you might have been one of those little boys that these days might have been diagnosed with attention deficit disorder or hyperactivity disorder or something like that. Oh, thank God nobody gave me Ritalin. Yeah. Thank God. This yeah. is it. And so oh. I see this amazing man right now. I'm, I'm interviewing you. I've never met you. I can't wait to meet you. I, I'm, I'm listening to your story and I'm, looking at, I'm thinking about all these children, particularly in the United States, because you guys have a diagnosis rate of ADD, which is ridiculous. And we, 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 try and copy, we try and copy what you guys do. So the Aussies are trying to get it wrong as well. And, and I think to myself, surely the world should listen to someone like Stephen Jepson because these kids with all this extra energy could harness it and start to get balanced and start to get fit and start to get well and get off the drug Ritalin, which you know surely is going to improve the health of the planet. Now, what you're talking about, have, have, has this gone into schools? Has this gone into... Oh, uh, fellas, I, I'm going I'm to recommend a, a book to you and to your audience, and it's by Dr. Rady, who's a Harvard... Uh, 
Harvard uh, psychiatrist, but he wrote a book called Spark. Are you familiar with Spark? I've heard of this book. I've heard of it too. Oh, it's read it, read it. It just makes a hair in my neck stand up just thinking about it. (laughs) There was a there there was a school in uh, near Chicago in a nice neighborhood, but they they should have been getting good grades. The school should have gotten good grades, but they were a D school, and this school had uh, was a high school had everybody that came to school every single buddy that came to school they they came an hour early they put a a thing on their wrist and a thing around their their uh, chest by their heart that that kept track of their heart rate and the and the time and they everybody ran a mile everybody in the school ran a mile the school went from a d school to posting one of the top the top grades in the whole world in mathematics and in the top top tiny part of 1% in English and history and everything else. In modern, in modern days in the United States, if a child is having trouble in school, a young child is having trouble in school, they recommend they go out and be more physical. Yeah. They're, they're getting rid of recess and, and, uh, and uh, physical education in America. P.E. They call it P.E. Yeah. Well, this whole book, Spark, is all about optimizing your brain function with exercise. And this is what you're saying, isn't it? That if we actually move more and more physically active, then it actually impacts so many other areas of our life, particularly our mental and our learning and our ability to absorb and then to apply what we learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys are doing a a wonderful thing for the people back in Australia. It's just... uh... Couldn't be better. You're dead on. You're smack dab. You've got it dialed in, guys. Ah, uh, you're good. Now, just a quick one. How often, how much um, of your day do you dedicate to being physically active? Now, I should probably preface that your answer is going to not have to be the bare minimum for everyone else because I know this is your life purpose and, and you absolutely love it. But how much of your day, I'm just curious, do you dedicate to never leave the playground? Well, I, I uh, first of all, I have all this balance stuff in the yard that that's kind of a, a play for me. But today, I power walked for 44 minutes and, and 15 seconds or something like that. I walked as, about as fast as I could. Uh, I was starting to run again. I was a pretty good runner when I was a kid. I started to run again, and, uh, and I, well, I got some knee problems, so I'm power walking. I came back, and I did curls, uh, exercise. Do you know curls? Yeah. To failure. I, I did curls to failure, uh, three sets, and I did bench presses to failure, three sets, and then I did some other arm exercises, and and that's what I do. I'm just, but but I change it up. I'm I'm constantly doing something new because that's what enriches the brain. The brain thrives on variety. The, our brains thrive on novelty. Our brains thrive on the new, and the and the best is the new that's physical. Uh, sitting and doing a crossword puzzle is good. Doing chess is good, but it's better to be manipulating something with your hands that's new and novel. That is actually what we did from the time that we were born until we left the playground, and and that's what, the, what we did for as hunter gatherers for a million eight hundred thousand years. I continually ask people, what did we, what did we evolve and adapt to do and be, and and it's not. It's not run computers, and it's not uh, text message on cell phones, not that kind of stuff. Wow. Stephen, that is absolutely phenomenal. You have been so generous with your time. I have to ask you, because you've given us so much, is there any parting message you would love to give the 100 Not Out listeners before we wrap this up? Oh, I would just tell them, 
that the secret to life and the, the fountain of youth comes to each of us through movement and being physically active. Stephen, I want to say on behalf of Damien and myself and everyone else, sincerely, massive thank you. And as we tell everyone on this program, may the rest of your life truly be the best of your life. Thank you so much. Right, and, and, and remember that I'm on the internet on neverleavetheplayground.com. It's a fabulous website too. I think it went into a meltdown overnight because I was looking at it and all of a sudden I couldn't get in and I was like, I need to find yes, out. Yes, there's been so much activity. One of my videos has been seen for a million four hundred thousand times. Wow. Oh, so wow. You are That's a amazing. YouTube phenomenon. I've seen some of the comments on some of your videos yes. and the impact that you're having with people all over the world, the inspiration that people are drawing from your videos is absolutely phenomenal. So you definitely must give that a plug. Go to neverleavetheplayground.com, Google Never Leave the Playground, go to YouTube and and look up Never Leave the Playground. You'll see some of Stephen's wonderful videos. Um, I think it's, I was up till midnight last night, Stephen, having a look at some of your videos. He was because I received emails from him late last night. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Thank, Thank you very much, gentlemen. I really thoroughly enjoyed talking with you and sharing with your audience. It's a wonderful thing you're doing. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, remember, folks, we'd always love to hear your feedback. You can provide in any number of ways, but the best is to go to the website, thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100. If you've loved what Stephen's spoken about, we go through a lot of this kind of information, particularly um, at the Wellness Breakthrough coming up in February. So go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com for more information there. Also, if you've liked this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. So until next week, continue to to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Hi, it's Damien Christoph here. 2015 marks perhaps the most important event the Wellness Couch has ever conducted. We've had two sold-out wellness summits these last years, but honestly, nothing will come close to our first ever wellness breakthrough. Your favourite Wellness Couch experts, the Up For A Chat girls, Quirky Cookies Joe Whitten, Stu Hayes, Marcus Pierce, and of course the Wellness Guys are all gathering in Dandong Ranges for three days and two nights for one incredible event. If you want possibly the greatest peer group in health and wellness to help you catapult your life to the next level, then we'd love to see you at the Wellness Breakthrough in February. For more information, go to www.thewellnesscouch.com. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.